0: Have said he has a face for radio and a voice for
1: silent film. And now, here is your host, Ben Gordon. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I am your host. The man that will successfully help you waste an hour or so of your ears time. Huh? With me, as always, none other than Mr. Justin, Virgin
2: Bat, Evangelista. Let's waste time together. Yeah.
1: Oh, we will. We will. We have before the show for several minutes. Uh, <laughs> also with me, Dave Burls Berlin.
3: Yeah, I'm here to waste some time, too, with you guys.
1: Sweet. Whew. Love it. Fellas, I think we've established on this show that I'm a super dope dude. I think we've got the coolest. that. Coolest. Just you, dude. It's Yeah, it's and, just you. And I do only the coolest of things on the weekends. The coolest so, of cool. What whatever's in, whatever the in thing to do, I am doing. So along that same vein, fellas, this past weekend, guess what I was doing? Hmm.
3: Uh, you went to a dog bar.
1: Hmm, that sounds interesting. I do know a couple of those, but no, I didn't That do is that. in
2: right now. Yappy hour? Yappy hour? That's right, yappy hour.
1: You nailed yep. it. Hit the desk bail. You nailed it. Um, cool. But no, <laughs> something almost as cool as that. I watched a documentary on the Great Potato Famine.
0: Say What?
1: Yeah, pretty dope. Am I right? That's what all the coolest people are. I'm pretty sure that's what Drake did this weekend too. I'm pretty sure. Probably.
2: Can see it. That's a fact. Oh, he was on that LeBron James show actually. That,
1: uh, uh, and then he was at Dallas. He was at the Dallas game. You know, I don't know if you saw that. He was. He's just everywhere. Gallivanting around. Anyways, back to more important things. The Great Famine. Talk about a party starter. Am I right? Thank you. (laughs) My goodness. (laughs) That happened back in 1846, guys, and 1847. Let me give you a synopsis really quick on the situation.
2: Please, I've been dying for. Warm. work. good?
1: I'm glad. Ireland, very agricultural land, right? They did made all kinds of all kinds of different agricultural crops. Um, so the potato was introduced in the 1600s, Sweet. and as time went on, more and more farmers grew potatoes because they were cheap. And they had a ton of calories. That's a fact. And you could keep them for a long time and basically get all the nutrients you need from a potato. So you had these tenant farmers, millions of these guys, that just grew potatoes. That's it. Hmm. Millions and millions of potatoes. Then in 1846, a fungus blew through all of Ireland, wiped out all the potatoes. Jeez. Which, by the way, Scientists discovered what fungus it was only 167 years after it happened. 2013, they're like, hey guys, potato famine, we found out what it is. You're welcome, Ireland. You're welcome. Thank you. It's only 167 years short. Anyway, it It was a fungus. I don't know the actual name of the fungus. Come on, that's not important. What's important people starved, thousands of people came to America, other places, right? And while I was watching this, the first thing, I got the overwhelming feeling uh, that I was definitely a cool dude watching this documentary. And the second (laughs) feeling that I got was that just planting potatoes, I I couldn't believe that there wasn't at least one dude or lady that was like, you think we should plant something else? Hmm. Maybe just like, maybe some carrots over here? Or, or maybe, maybe some peppers. Nobody, right? Nobody saw this as a disastrous thing. Like, you know, like, and even not on that point, but, like, maybe a kid walks in, they're like, hey, Mom, Dad, what are we having for dinner tonight? Potatoes for the 3,000th day in a row? It's not an exaggeration. It's at least 3,000 days in a row that we've only but had But there potatoes. are many ways to, oh, to
2: cook, bake, and prepare a potato, though.
1: Yeah, what are we having? Potatoes again? Cool. That's awesome. Nope. And just like, think about it. Like a raw potato, just munching on it like an apple. Man, that sucks. Yes! Are, that you, sucks. are you are a big
3: potato guy, Doc?
1: Well, I like them if they're fried, obviously. And I don't mind a good baked potato with a bunch of bacon and, and, and cheese on it. That sounds delicious, but it's basically because it's a bacon and cheese vessel. That's the only reason right. that I'd get excited for that. I mean, when you think of a baked potato with nothing on it, Ew. good well, lord, it's like eating cardboard. That's no fun.
3: <laughs> well, that, that, that's why I was wondering if it—if your love for potatoes kind of got you, like, brought you to the documentary.
1: Nope. No, no, I'm just really boring. Sweet. And I was like, well, this <laughs> documentary will suffice. But, like, that kid comes in, he's completely bored about his potatoes, and then the next day he walks in, he's like, Hey, Mom, Dad, what are we having for dinner? Mm. Oh, nothing? Because all the potato plants are now a big pile of black fungus? Okay. I take back my original comments about the potatoes. If we have any of those that aren't black fungus, I would enjoy those. No? Nope. Okay, we're moving to America? Awesome. (laughs) Fellas, I feel like there's too many metaphorical potatoes out there in the radio landscape. That's what I feel like. That's right. Too many people out there are just listening to potato after potato. Amen. Gentlemen, same the Doc G Show. Same dud the same dud. Exactly. The Doc or G Show. Spud. It's a sweet potato, Oh, I like it. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Omegas. Wait, what? <laughs> exactly. Oh, and a, a sweet, a sweet finish, Justin. People oh. don't. No, they need this variety, but they need it yes! They need our variety in their life yes! Are you ready to fire up this show And let our listen, listeners Taste the rainbow?
2: I'll put some cinnamon butter on this Freaking show Like the dang sweet potato
1: Before we start,
3: Justin's the cinnamon and I'm the butter I'm not gonna say why you Heck guys yeah. Didn't think about sweet.
1: that mm, I'll think about it All spread, right. me, Wait, what? spread me Spread
2: <laughs> me Spread me wide open
1: that's outrageous. You and your cinnamon <laughs> butter and your spreading. We, Guys. We need de- we need yeah. to fire it up, Doc. Fire it up. Uh. all three engines
2: up and burning. Yo! Two, one, zero, and lift off.
1: Guys, we have an amazing show. I hate to break it to you. I don't know why that's a negative, but I'm breaking it to you that we have an amazing show. Break it. It outlasts every documentary that I have ever seen. That's how amazing this show is. It's okay. ridiculous. You know who we have on the show? Hmm. Claude Lathan. So Claude, fly till I die, Lathan. Do you want me to hit yeah. the sound bite?
2: Yeah, hit yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Claude.
1: My God, he's going to be on here, and he's going to break it down. I'm sorry for the he's listeners that aren't NBA fans, but you got to endure with us because we're all NBA fans, yeah. and we are going to listen to Claude drop the knowledge. He's going to give us 8-1. to one. We are going to know who's going to be in the playoffs in October because Claude's going to tell us. That's right. That's right. Can't wait. And I hate to break it to Mike, our, our great friend Mike from Orlando, but guess what? Orlando's not gonna be in the playoffs. I can go ahead That's and tell him yeah, right no. Dang Mike Ch- no Mo nope. Mike Shredd, I'm sorry. It's not, not happening this year. But maybe, maybe some yeah, I don't know, in a couple decades. But anyways, guys, great show. I'm very fired up about it. Yes! Okay. Birthday suit, guys.
0: Happy birthday, Mr. President.
1: Birthday suit. Now, I'm gonna say um Yo Hmm. There there's there's two this first one is the difficult one. I'm gonna be honest, this is a difficult one. Um, she was very topical <sighs> a couple of years ago, but I'm not sure if you held on to the name, so we'll see. Okay. Okay, here we go. Let's hope Born so. in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Our birthday suit wearer was the youngest of three children. Her father was a preacher and her mother was a massage therapist. Growing up, her birthday suit wear was interested in multiple sports, including gymnastics and swimming. But her attention turned to boxing when she was 16, when she went to an aerobics, cardio, kickboxing okay. class.
2: Oh, who I is think it? I know who you, who it is, man. The preacher. The preacher. Yeah. One. Boom, is it, is, Holly. Boom. Look Holly at home? that. Very nice. Boom, Justin. Yes, man, the Buster
1: got, Douglas of the UFC, the name. man. That's right. Sucks, she was known you know. as the preacher's daughter was her nickname. Yes. That is true. Yeah, let me let me go through yes. her accolades. So, of course, up. she uh, 2001 she won the adult women's welterweight division at the International Kickboxing Federation. She then became a professional fighter, held multiple female welterweight titles. Ring Magazine voted her best female fighter two years in a row. But it wasn't until 2014 when she signed with the UFC with a multi-fight deal. Then in 2015, our birthday suit wearer fought Ronda Rousey, defeating and dethroning Rousey. But then she eventually lost the crown to Misha Tate. By the way, I called this, fellas. I was very pro Holly Holmes in that fight, and I said she's going to take her to town. She will.
2: Yeah, I watched it. Yeah. I watched flight, it. In Hooters. And that was uh, fun nuts.
1: fun uh, story about that.
2: Oh, see, see you oh. are cool. You I do, watched do that in the
3: house.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> strike that for the record. I do not do fun things. Is? That is not true. Um, but, Well, so this was the thing, right? Me and my Hooters. friend Jake, shout out to Jake, who was just on the show, Jake Parler from the band Bella Vita. We were like, hey, we should go watch that fight And I was like, yeah, we should I was like, who do you think carries that fight? And I was like, I don't know And I was like, usually Hooters has fights I was like, that's usually a thing And I was like, alright, I'm gonna call him up, make sure So I call him up And the guy's like, hello And I was like, yeah, do you guys have the UFC fight? And he was like, it's UFC And I was like, yeah So do you guys have that? And he was like He's like, yes, we have a contract (laughs) with UFC. We show every one of their fights. Click. And I was just like, whoa, whoa, I'm sorry. Thanks for
0: being such a nice person. You didn't follow up on UFC's
1: different (laughs) deals they have around the restaurant game. But anyways, happy birthday. Happy birthday to Holly Holmes.
3: Happy birthday to her.
1: By the way, I'm pretty sure she could. She could yes. probably whoop 100%. us all. Time. I think, yeah, I was about to say all three at the same time. She could definitely knock me out with one punch, that's for sure. 100%. Yes! Um, guys, are you ready to rip some headlines?
2: Let's rip it. Rip it. Rip it, baby. And
4: now the news.
1: Okay, guys, records. We all know I love old people. 100% proven fact of this show. I
2: Stop
4: also
1: love <laughs> world records. Justin knows it. Don't get it twisted. I love records. That's right. Justin, do you remember Muhammad Rashid?
2: Um, Yeah. Is this uh? Is
3: that the guy who put his straws in his mouth?
2: No. No. Uh, this is he did the consecutive thing and was it watermelons or cans? So he
1: did cans and he did coconuts.
2: Coconut. See, I knew it was some type of hard outer shell fruit.
1: This summer, he set one that we missed. What? So this summer... Oh, wow. He said. How did this
2: get by you? I know, right? I know. Yeah, I'm, how
1: did we miss it? I'm watching the Twitter feed from World Records from Guinness nonstop. I don't Step see what I it missed. up, dude. We must Step have had some up. other hot news at that time, but... Probably. 51 watermelons smashed by his head in one minute. Now, that sounds impressive, but... Just this week, Muhammad said another one, another one. Say, That's what? right, DJ Khaled, another, another one. one. He took another one. His smashing weird food items with his body to a new level. He smashed two hundred and forty-three walnuts with his head. Wait, what? In a minute. Oh, shoot. <laughs> 243 in a minute. He had them lined this up. This guy's going to get
2: CTE. You know it. Yes! You
1: know it with a <laughs> fact. But 243, he had them lined up, multiple ones just smashed them down through the line. I'm really hoping somebody got to eat those cracked walnuts at the end of that record. I mean, it seems like such a waste if they just brushed them off into a trash can somewhere. Right, exactly. Exactly
3: that is so impressive but
1: this guy this is his life can you imagine that life i go around smashing various food items to break world records i have a dojo and i'm from i feel like that
2: that's like unlimited now like that's an unlimited thing that you could do because there's so many there's so many food
1: food items yeah he could just smash all kinds of food items hats off to you muhammad rashid good job very nice We're looking out for you here on the dog mm G-shirt. Guys, Dave, we know Polk County, Florida, right?
3: Oh, yeah, for sure. We
1: always get some interesting stories from Polk County. There's lots of methamphetamine stories that we have pulled from Polk (laughs) County. Well, this story, not so much a methamphetamine story. At least that I know of. (laughs) Well, this story we have from Lakeland, Florida... Uh, there's a lady that has been arrested for stabbing her husband to death. What? But wait. Jeez, dude. But wait. Gosh. Before My you pass gosh. judgment, she has a reason this happened. She did it what? on accident. What?
3: So, on air
1: quotation marks. So let me explain. Detective said she told them she woke up around 8 a.m. Now let me let me get through this whole explanation because there's going to be a lot of questions here. Yes! So 8 a.m she woke up to cook a frozen pizza for herself and the victim. Hmm. The victim was sleeping mm. on the couch and Rachel, who is uh, the accused, ate half of the pizza. Later, she said she used a fillet knife Mm. to start slicing the other half of the pizza for the victim. When she heard the dog whimpering outside, she said she went outside, observed orange feces Mm. covering the dog. So she picked up the dog and brought him inside, according to her affidavit. The dog began urinating and defecating on itself in the living room, so she asked the victim to help, but tripped on the rug, fell forward, and ended up stabbing him. Wait, what? So many questions. And
2: was it just one fatal blow? Apparently,
1: so many questions. First, 8 a.m. and cooking a pizza. (laughs) Is that a breakfast pizza? Yeah, uh, what are you doing that, there?
3: That was my first thing. What are you doing? Is that <laughs> that
1: better have eggs and bacon on it? It better be a breakfast pizza or that's just a little out of bounds. That's a little nuts. Honestly, I can
2: go for a Totino's at 8 a.m. You like crazy, party you pizza. crazy SOB. I can't handle that. I love it. It's I love it. <laughs> nuts. <laughs> then... I freaking love it. Do we
1: know why the dog had orange feces? Yeah!
2: Yeah, why, yeah. Why,
3: also <laughs> weirded
1: out by that. What's going
3: on? Why was it orange?
2: What, why, was it orange? Is it,
3: why is it? all? It's 8 a.m. And it's just going to the bathroom all just, over the place. Yeah. Like,
1: what the? And f- then, if he's already met, made a mess outside, why are you going to bring the dog inside? Why not clean the dog off outside? Yeah, why get a you,
2: hose or something. Why are you going to bring Jeez, him uh, in? Dead.
1: Then, and then lastly, most importantly, I think we all know, a filet knife for a pizza?
2: Come on. It's classy. Come on. It's so classy. You don't have a pizza roller? Exactly. Exactly. This is Polk County. This is how classy you can get. Of course,
1: after they investigated this whole deal, they found that the detectives found uh, no signs of feces or urine inside the living room or on her clothing at the time of the stabbing. They also asked her to demonstrate how she was holding the dog, uh, but she was unable to pick the dog up because the dog wouldn't come near her. So, oh, doesn't shoot. look so good for Rachel in this case. Nope, nope. Fellas. Scary. L- very scary. Let's go ahead and keep this trend of domestic violence news going here. What? Um, Dude, why? <laughs> there appeared to be a very, very violent <laughs> week last week. I'm not sure. Um, let's head up to Bristol Tennessee okay we have 76 year old Douglas Ferguson Um, he will be served a warrant after he has fully recovered or uh, sufficiently recovered from his injuries Um, he's being served the warrant because he tried to kill his son with a chainsaw what my gosh
2: yes what what a weapon of choice (laughs) So Douglas Ferguson's second chainsaw story.
1: Exactly, Douglas Ferguson's son, who hasn't been identified, uh, he did not want to be identified, was mowing his yard when his dad came up with a running chainsaw and tried to attack him. Once the son eluded the chainsaw attack, probably because his dad's 76, um, he said. (laughs) He said, you know what? What better way to defend myself than try to run over my dad with the mower?
2: Nice. That's good. That's good,
1: too. So that's where the dad is recovering now from the wounds from the mower. That's a fact. Talk about a commercial for Lowe's Home and Garden. Am I right? How good are our lawnmowers, do you ask? Just ask Douglas Ferguson. How good our lawn mowers are. I mean,
2: don't bring a chainsaw awful. to a riding mower fight. The, Come on now. That
1: is the moral of the story. I wonder if any neighbors saw this, or if they saw this coming, like Doug and his son are fighting again. They're using lawn (laughs) maintenance tools this time. What the...
3: They're they're watching through the... He's like, hey, honey, come watch this. This is
1: ridiculous. He just fell... He... Oh, my God. Call 911. This is getting serious.
2: Okay. Black and Decker versus John Deere. We're moving on
1: to South Carolina domestic assault. This one... This one's, I think, maybe more ridiculous than both of the, the first two previous stories. Um... So, this time, we're 60 miles outside of Charleston, South Carolina, and Ryan Langdell is enjoying some salt and vinegar chips.
2: Sweet. Mm, Nice,
1: okay. His cousin started to have some of the chips. Ryan (laughs) said, hey, don't eat any of my chips, man. Apparently, the cousin didn't listen. Ryan corrected this situation by shooting his cousin Wait what? <laughs> what the now heck? let me re- <laughs> let me start this explanation by you can buy a classy version of Cape Cod large size salt and vinegar chips for less than $3. Yes! And Ryan said yep. what's the penalty for my relative eating these chips hmm. getting shot. Nope. That is not the answer. Don't touch
2: my chips.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, this is where it actually gets more intriguing because Ryan told responding officers that the victim accidentally shot himself while cleaning a hunting rifle. Hmm. That claim was not initially refuted by the victim since he required emergency surgery after being rushed to the hospital with life threatening injuries. Of course, when the cousin was healthy enough to talk to the officers, he's like, yeah, yeah, he shot me because of the chips. <laughs> so it didn't really like I wonder what Ryan was thinking. Like, I'm going to tell him it's a uh, it's a hunting injury. Like they they had to tell him, like, your your cousin's probably going to pull through. Like, what did he think? The cousin wasn't wasn't going to narc on him and be like, no, no, no. Yeah, it was a hunting no, of course, he's going to no, be like, no, this crazy stitches. guy shot me. Like, he had to think this <laughs> through, man. Think it through. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're done with domestic violence. We're moving on. Oh, wait. No, I have a haunted house one. I'm sorry. We're not moving
2: on yet. Okay. But wait, there's more. There is more. <laughs> Justin, have you ever been to a haunted house? Hmm. Dude, yes, man. Halloween Horror Nights. I've never been to one here in Jax. I heard they're pretty good, but uh, I've only been to Halloween Horror Nights <laughs> It's fun. Okay,
1: well, apparently they're pretty good. So uh, they're really good in Nashville, but this one took a bad turn. This one took a real Mm. bad turn. So this one was called Nashville Nightmare. Okay? Nice, okay. And a group of four friends went into this haunted house. As they're in the haunted house, a person that they thought was part of the Nashville Nightmare came up to them. And they were talking as a character in this haunted house. What? The unknown character then handed one of the four friends a knife and told her to stab her friend. Wait, what? She thought it was a quote-unquote prop knife and stabbed <laughs> her friend. Wow. Of what? Of course the friend had to be rushed to the hospital because it was a real knife. And the other two friends, though, why? The other two friends corroborated the story. They were like, Yeah, she thought it was a fake knife. We thought it was all this situation.
2: Why would story. you even stab her? Just don't stab her, man. Well, What's your th- now I've never
1: <laughs> been to a real deal like one of these super deal haunted houses where they have all these characters and whatnot. But at least at some point if I was doing that, I mean I at least touch the top of the knife and be like, Oh crap, this is actually a real knife. I don't think I can stab they somebody with this. They
2: don't do that at like Halloween horror nights. The characters don't even talk to you. They just jump out and scare you. Yeah.
1: Well, apparently they're in. So they're they're investigating this story still. They're seeing what's going on with this. They
3: really shouldn't use real knives. Like.
1: Well, well, I don't think they do. Nope. Uh I think this guy was somebody that broke in and was actually trying just to a call. Troll. Was trying to cause mayhem. Was what was going on what here. What a troll. Yeah. No. No. In the real place i don't think they use knives at all i don't think that's allowed not even quote unquote prop knives i think this was just a a crazy uh crazy uh man running amok in the uh the nashville nightmare so i don't know if you guys are going to the nashville area but i would uh, avoid uh nashville nightmare um just probably just for me last story guys that I have for today. It's a pretty exciting story. Uh, Dave, let's go across the pond. We're going to go to Deitscham, Germany. Deitscham? Deitscham, Germany. The police are looking for some thieves. What did they steal, they steal? you ask? Exactly. 3,527 <laughs> pounds of grapes off of the vines. Hmm.
2: What? what the heck? <laughs> Trying to <laughs> make some wine time- or something?
1: Yeah, so these resourceful thieves struck at some time, and this is not a joke, this story, this story was from the B- BBC, so, you know, British uh, television there, and they said sometime mm-hmm. between tea time... Wait, what? And sunset the following day. They literally described it as tea
2: time. What That's how British time? they when are. Is that? Yeah, when, when is that?
3: <laughs> so, so what what is that like a, a before dinner? So like British what, after So
1: dinner? British <laughs> they said tea time and everybody reading the story was like, Oh, of course, okay, I've got that exact time. Oh, we all time. know that. That's right. <laughs> So they they took translate. 1,600 kilograms worth of white grapes that are used to make Riesling wine. I guess th- that's how you say it. I'm not uh, big on different. Re- Riesling. Is it Riesling? Riesling wine. Sorry. Riesling. Come on. Go. And uh, they talked to a local uh, owner of another vineyard, and he said the motive is jealousy. Hmm. Wow! Yeah, he said he said that his his vineyard was plundered two years ago, and I really gotta ask. No offense to the grape farmers, what are these thieves jealous of? Mm. Like, I mean, are they, the quality of the grapes? <laughs> I was man. about to say, are the they, quality of the? Grape. Are these thieves just really bad grape farmers, and they're like, oh, those day holes with their awesome grapes, just so angry. I mean, do they just need to go around and investigate all the farms that have really crappy grapevines And like, hey, did you steal this guy's grapes? Yes! There's a lot of them. And it's not even worth that much. It's like $6,000 worth of grapes. That's what they estimated it at. I mean, it can't be motivated by, by money, that's for sure. Because, I mean, good Lord, they had like 12 hours of labor to get all those grapes off. Jeez. Yeah, not worth it. Annoying. Guys, we are going to take a break. We are going to hear from some of our past guests. We are hearing from one of my favorites, Virginia natives, Mr. Carbon Leaf. I think what? we always remember when Carbon Leaf was on the show. Very good show. Classic show. Heck yeah. We're going to hear Life Less Ordinary by Carbon Leaf. Keep it locked here on the Doc G <laughs> Show. Live a life less
0: ordinary, live a life extraordinary
1: with me. I will keep some time. So, we are back here on the Doc G Show, Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Justin,
2: check out the freaking podcast, people. It's free. Do it. Thank you, sir. Thank
1: you very much. We are moving on. Doc G Show. To the second birthday suit, fellas. Yes! I'll go ahead and say, okay. this guy's very famous. Very famous. Okay, so we are. We'll, we'll be the judge of that. Oh, okay. Born. On and by the way, I uh, this is October seventeenth, right? I think I did. I didn't mention that with with Holly Holmes. I didn't
3: know. I don't.
1: I don't know if I. I, I, I just. I, I just, don't.
3: I don't think you ever said her. Birthday. No,
1: I don't think I did. I'm sorry, Holly. I'm sorry. But it's October seventeenth, obviously. October seventeenth, nineteen seventy two, in Missouri, okay. Missouri. Our birthday, suit wearer play, uh, our birthday suit wearer's parents played in a band called Daddy Warbucks, mm. going between the Dakotas and Montana. Our birthday suit wearer mainly lived between Missouri and Michigan growing up. Our birthday suit wearer's parents broke up uh, when he was very young and his dad moved to California. After his father left, he grew up primarily in Detroit. <laughs> He started rapping at the age of 14. Eminem. Boom. Eminem. I knew <laughs> Let's I knew. go. Marshall Madness. I knew it wouldn't take too much after uh, rapping in Detroit. He uh, dropped out of high school at the age of 17 in 1998. He hit his big break when he was featured in the Source magazine in the unsigned hype category. He went to L.A. to compete in the Rap Olympics. Dr. Dre heard his demo Called him into the studio. They recorded Slim Shady LP in February '99. He went on to release eight more albums, with the most recent being this year's Kamikaze. That's right. Got some beef with MGK these days, guys. Yeah, man. We got some uh, beef. Yeah,
2: crazy, crazy. M-
1: MGK trying to snuggle up against his uh, his daughter. Very,
2: very <laughs> him, dude. He- very. He's. Uh, Can
1: I say? I don't think so, but I'll beep it out. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> okay.
2: Very, very, uh, very brave. There you in. go,
1: bravado. Much, much bravado. These,
2: God, these days. God, that word sucks. Hey, whoa! <laughs> yeah,
1: come on, bravado sucks. is nice. Okay. That is. Come I on. want. Okay. Anyways, guys, happy birthday. <laughs> to Eminem. <laughs> very He's getting bleeped out. Very good. Oh, very man. good birthday for Eminem. He's getting
2: pretty on up there, man. 46. Yeah, but he he's he's aging like a fine wine, man. Doesn't look an, a day over. I, like I'll say this and again. I may
1: be I may be biased cuz I have one, but I think the beard helped him out. So I true. think it actually made him look younger. Probably. probably. I, th- I think it made him look MGK
2: good. said his beard looks weird. He's got a beard now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, M- His hair's not blonde. It's like brown. Yeah, he's oh, he went brown. dark brown
3: Shoot, and I need to to look this up real quick. He's still
2: got the crazy eyes. He's still
1: got the Eminem crazy he does, eyes. He does. He
3: oh, does. Like yeah. poking out, out of his head. Crazy but, fellas, if you recall. Oh, wow. The beard. Interesting. That's right.
1: That's right. Happy birthday, bearded Eminem.
3: Yes! Um, yeah. Happy birthday.
1: Guys, I think you'll remember two weeks ago, I felt like we were getting some bad karma because of my one segment, Why Weddings Suck. Well, we counterbalanced that with things that don't. Suck. Right? Right? True. So true. Um, yeah. So let me tell you first off to start this segment. Um, let me tell you something that does suck, fellas. You want to know something Hurry. that sucks? Smog. Yes! Smog. smog. Yep. Okay. We, I think yes! we can all agree on that one. We've got a problem with smog these days in our world. The World Health Organization estimates 4.2 million deaths a year attributed to ambient outdoor pollution in the world 4.2 million that's a lot it's a lot it's estimated that 91 percent of the world's population is exposed to air pollution above the world health organization limits wow this air pollution can lead to stroke lung disease cancer heart attacks all kinds of horrible things guys Two of the worst areas, I don't know if you know about this, India, China. Pretty horrible, pretty horrible air conditions. That's a fact. Delhi in 2017, they went through a particularly bad spree of air quality. During this time, air quality was so bad, sitting outside and breathing the air for the day was equivalent to smoking 44 cigarettes in a day. What? Jeez. Wow. Yeah pretty horrible now we measure air quality by the air quality index right so true air quality index tells us how bad the pollution is going to be that day goes from zero to 500 they made that range because 500 really was about the highest they had seen at that time zero to 50 is considered good 50 to 100 is considered moderate Hmm. um right now today gentlemen the air quality index in jacksonville 56 so we're in we're in moderate today today.
3: Hmm.
1: what do you think the air quality was in beijing today Hmm.
3: triple that oh wow i was gonna say double
1: 261 oh i was
2: close. wow Wow.
1: and and this year they've already had a day over a thousand
2: Girl, come on. Oh, my God.
1: Double the top <laughs> of the scale. Uh, yeah. Pretty horrible. They have pretty much days on end, months on end, where they can't even go outside. Well, that's where Dan Rosegaard steps in. Yeah! Dan Rosegaard and the Smog Free Project. That's right. It is something, fellas, that does not suck. Nope. Dan, uh, he is from Sweden. And this is uh, the Smog-Free Project is a series of urban innovations that leads to a reduction in pollution and provides an inspirational experience of a clean future. The Smog Project comprises a vast array of 328-foot-high air filtration pods, each capable of of producing more than 353 million cubic feet of clean air per day. And... Hmm. And... They're powered. They can be powered completely on clean energy. So you're not putting any other other pollutants in the air. That is right. And they've already started this project, gentlemen. They've already started it. And they're building momentum. And if you want to go to the Smog Free Project website... You could actually get a moment, uh, 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 what a keepsake of this project if you want. They actually sell rings that have the compacted pollution imprisoned in a glass uh, case. A little wow. a little teeny glass look, would look basically like a jewel. And it's such, it's such compacted pollution, it could actually kill you if you consumed that pollution. That's how polluted that little Jeez. packed jewel is. And you can get that keepsake to say, Dang. hey, we're keeping an honest, healthy, clean, Earth. Sweet. That's what, I like.
2: what if it breaks on me? Well, it won't. Nope.
1: I'll go ahead and say it okay. won't. Dan promised me. Dan Rosagard, guys. Oh, the smog-free project. Check it out. We're trying to keep a clean Earth and Dan's doing a good job. Thank you, Dan. Something that does not suck, gentlemen.
2: Yes. Salutes off to you, our hats Shout off out to, to you. <laughs> Hats off,
1: salutes off, and everything else. Good job with the smog-free project. Very interesting, very exciting. Way not to suck. Exactly. Guys, we're going to be right back with none other than Claude. Fly till I die, Lathan. Heck
3: yeah.
1: This is 95.5 Spinnaker Radio. WSKRLPFM, UNF
3: Jacksonville.
4: What's up y'all, I'm Dalton I'm Jake I'm Trey We, we are, are Lonely, Lonely Highway, Highway And, and you're y'all listen to the Doc G, G Show Come on.
3: on
1: And we are back As I promised We've got none other That's right everyone Claude Fly till I die Lathan Claude Fly
0: till I die Lathan
1: Claude how's it going man
4: I am so happy to be here. It's going great. How's everything with you?
1: It's a, it's magical. It's the start of the season. It's oh, the start yes. of the NBA Lego. season. Can you believe it? Dave and Justin I, are fired up. Whoo. Wow. Can't wait. I don't think any of us could be more pumped, but here's what we're going to do. I promise the listeners we are going to have a full-on assault of nba playoff information you are going to give us your guesses or i shouldn't say guesses your promises of who is going to be in the playoffs come what is that april right yeah come april okay so so we are going to start let's start with the east and so what we're going to do, you're going to uh, you're going to start from your 8 seed and work your way up to 1. I want you to give us a 30-second synopsis. So first, drop our 8 seed on us. Who you got? All right, I'm
4: going with the
1: Miami Heat. Miami Heat. All right, why said- Miami Heat? Give us give us the explanation.
4: I think that the Miami Heat will get the eighth spot, just over the Hornets and the Cavs. Uh, I think that they've got just enough to get into the playoffs. They still don't have enough to really be better than anyone else that's that's on the list. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, we'll get to them, but when you're looking at the team, you, they just re-signed Justice Winslow to a long-term contract. Like, if you're signing players like that, what have they done in the past few years to really improve their roster? I, yeah, you know, I just think that they're kind of swimming in the same. You know, they're going in circles, and uh, I think Pat Riley's trying to get Jim. Butler, And if he's hanging up on the phone on on Tibbs in Minnesota, you know, that's not looking too promising. So unless barring a big move, I I just don't see them moving too far up in the rankings.
1: Got it. Got it. Dave. Hmm. This fall, Udonis Haslam has been embroiled in a lawsuit with a veterinarian clinic Hmm. this summer. He took his dog juice to the vet because apparently juice ate and swallowed a rope that Wait, has what? him had at his house. Oh, yeah, they successfully removed the rope, but the vets, for unknown reasons, also castrated the dog on apparent mistake. <laughs>
3: oh, crap. <laughs> yes.
1: Did Udonis's dog have the worst trip ever to the doctor's office? Hmm.
3: Dude, I, I've i seen some bad visits to the vets, but that's definitely yeah. the worst. Yeah, yeah. I- how do you go How do you go expecting, you know, just a little appointment, and next thing you know, you lose you your man. Wow. You lose it. You lose like, it, man.
1: And not only that, but apparently he's suing them because uh, he was going to uh, breed uh, juice. Breed. Can't, can't yeah. breed juice anymore. Not happening. All right. No longer. All right, Claude. What do we got set up? Yes. Number seven,
4: I'm going with the Piston. Back oh, playoff! Oh, oh my I goodness! Think that, uh, a full season of Andre Drummond, Blake Griffin, and uh, you put Reggie Jackson in there. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I, no knock on him. I'm just not the biggest Reggie Jackson advocate. Mm. I, I'm more of a, after his uh, fallout with OKC. I just kind of, you know, it is what it is. It's a is personal it, thing, I guess. Is there? But I mean,
1: no, it, no offense to Reggie Jackson, but is is there any is there any person that's real big on that? On hmm. that bandwagon? Is there anybody out there with like <laughs> number one fingers that's like woo
4: Oh my god, he's right up there. I don't he's... think he's getting picked in the top no, probably not even top fifteen. No.
1: Mm. Okay. Okay. So number seven, Detroit. Justin, are you gonna root
2: for the bad boys? No, man. I was I'm rooting for that, that eights eight team, man. Miami's my team. I'm kind of uh, I'm upset that you put him at eight, but you know what? Oh. Let's. <laughs> it's okay, man. Wayne Wade, one last
4: day. No. Seriously, for sure, man.
1: Okay. All right. Okay. Number six, what do we got? Hmm.
4: Number six, I'm going with the Pacers.
1: Ooh. Ooh. Mm. Please explain, Claude. Yeah.
4: Two words, Victor Oladipo. No, oh, yeah. Oh. I oh, think yeah. last year he really solidified his status as the go-to guy. Uh, you know, if, I don't know if y'all have watched, uh, the show, um, the HBO uh, shows with, uh, LeBron that he's got going mm-hmm. on, uh, mm-hmm. Barbershop, but, you know, they had Victor Oladipo on and, you know, he's talking about getting traded and how, you know, the fans look at him, how the, uh, he felt that the franchise treated him and for him to go, he got t- traded twice in a year, becomes an all-star and just shows, everything that he learned along the way, I really think that he's just taken that franchise somewhere where they weren't expecting it this time.
1: Okay, I like it. Justin, I haven't done this for a while, but name two Uh, other uh, players on the Pacers besides Oladipo, and I will give you $20. Hmm.
2: Oh, Miles Turner and Nick What? Oh, my gosh.
1: my gosh $20 well done Justin I didn't think you'd be able to do it because I sure don't know any of those pacers I don't care about the pacers I'm sorry they're just not that interesting besides (laughs) Oladipo anywho
4: Claude who do we
1: got for five Uh,
4: number five I'm going with the uh, Washington Wizards
1: Ooh, Wizards very nice I think
4: the addition of Dwight Howard's a lot more than what people think and I did not like another thing I didn't like. How about that? We can mm-hmm. start doing a countdown on the show for what, as many things as I'm saying. But, you know, <laughs> Dwight Howard, he he had a great uh, early part to his career. And then kind of slacked off a little bit because of injuries and now he's had this rejuvenation where he's come back and he's had about three you know decent seasons in a row yeah that's great that's exactly. for a lot of players standards yeah it's a future hall of famer you're adding he's been to finals like this is somebody that you want in your locker room if he has the right head on his shoulders. so i think it's great the wizards are probably going to be uh a, top, a number five season.
1: he's he's been laying low it's true he's been laying low getting his work done dave Over the offseason, the Wizards acquired Jeff Green from the Cavaliers.
0: Mm.
1: Bradley Bill Mm. was pretty stoked. He said, I always say Jeff is a star man because he's built like LeBron and almost plays like him in so many ways. (laughs) After hearing that Bill said this, who do you think got the better deal? Lakers with LeBron James or Wizards with Jeff Green? Go. Hmm.
3: Oh, I... I have to see what uh, Jeff Green's making, but if, let's say he's making like, you know, 50 million, probably, he's probably making a little bit more than that, but LeBron's getting 200k, so, sounds like they're getting the better deal with
1: Jeff Yeah, exactly. Green. Ding, 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 Jeff Green. <laughs> New LeBron James, I agree. Alright, what do we got, Claude? Number four. Uh, number four, I'm coming in with the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Yes. Reasons yes. besides I- Greek Freak.
4: Uh, Chris Middleton, a, uh, a fellow who is uh, from uh, my home state of South Carolina, yep, and mm-hmm. also played in the same conference that I did. Skis of basketball. Oh yeah! Uh, shout out. Yes. Yes. Ooh, uh, shout he out. Has, same. Uh, look, he has elevated his game uh, so much. He had an injury two seasons ago. He came back this past season, averaged over twenty a game. Uh, he's a great two-way player. Um, if Eric Bledsoe can get on you know, kind of like where everyone thought he was trajected to go when he played with the Clippers. Uh, if he could get back on that path, I feel like he could be a 22 and, and 6 or 7 guy for that team um, and really elevate his game as well. But if those three are playing top-notch basketball, I think Milwaukee's got a great shot this year.
1: Love it. Justin, this year the Bucks teamed up with Cousins Subs hmm. to combat hunger in Milwaukee. There are 95 cousins restaurants in Wisconsin. Right now, they have a brat and bacon sub on a pretzel bun. That's a fact. Oh. Yes Ooh, or no, Justin. Yes. yes. Yes or no, 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 no. yes or no. Do you want to open a cousin sub franchise with me in Jacksonville?
2: Let's do it, man. Let's do yes. it. Yes.
1: Yes, that is the answer I want to hear. We are making brat subs from now on. All right, Claude, (laughs) what do we have for three?
4: All right, for the third seed, I'm going with the Philadelphia 76ers.
1: Mm -hmm. uh, Reasons.
4: because none other than Joel Embiid trusting the process with Ben Simmons coming back in their second really full season together healthy. Uh, I mean, they're going to take this team to new heights in the next couple years. Wow. First 50 wins se- uh, season this past year with uh, since Iverson played. I mean, it's just something else to see how these two are, are what they're doing with that franchise. Markel Fultz going into the starting lineup. J.J. Redick, the flamethrower, going to the three-point line from the bench. I, I just really feel like they've got a great chance, and Brett Brown has done a great job with that program.
1: Whose jump shot will be better, Fultz or or, uh, or uh, Simmons?
4: Hmm. Oh, Markel.
1: Oh, working on the shot. I like it. Reformed. Reformed. I like it. All right, Claude, second seed. Hmm. All right,
4: I'm going with the Toronto Raptors. Very One. nice. Very nice. What reason? Uh, I, I think I think Kawhi Leonard has a great shot here. Uh, the the trade was so significant for both teams, uh, San Antonio and Toronto. But Kawhi has a great chance here to be kind of that face of the franchise, like Vince Carter was. Uh, if even more than DeRozan has been. You could argue that Kyle Lowry was really the best player every single season. I think he was the most important player to the Raptors franchise. So, not losing him, kind of upgrading from DeRozan to a, uh, in a real MVP candidate. Uh, I think that uh, Toronto and the system they have in place is going to be great for Kawhi, and, and they've got a, a, just a great shot.
1: Shots fired to DeRozan. That's right, a real MVP sure candidate. Should. Oh my goodness. You know
4: I like giving shout-outs on the show, but that that kind of was a shot, wasn't
1: it? I mean, a little bit, but I mean, I, I mean, he's got to realize that a little bit. May, I mean, who knows? Maybe DeRozan Will raise his game. Who knows?
4: If you're, if you're playing pickup, do you pick DeRozan or Kawhi? I pick Kawhi. Ooh. All day. All day <laughs> I
1: pick Kawhi. No doubt. I pick the claw. <laughs> I pick the claw for hanging out. Hit the laugh. Hit the <laughs> Kawhi laugh. I want to hear it. Gosh. Claude, this one comes back to you real quick. I asked Dave and Justin this uh this past week on the show, what are the chances that Toronto acquires Jimmy Butler and my dreams of a boring duo are really realized what happens does that happen
4: i don't see it happening oh. but but oh. if the if the raptors could put together like think of it this way the heat had a trade package ready of uh, Josh Richardson and a first round pick for <laughs> Jimmy Butler i thought
1: it was and pretty it, lame yeah i mean
4: yeah but i mean think about what at the time what uh if you look at the thunder getting Paul George they they traded away Sabonis And a first-round pick and, you know, Victor Oladipo for Paul George, people thought that was bad at the time. That's
1: true. That's true. Who
4: knows what the pick turns out to be? Who knows what the player in that sense was Victor Oladipo? Who knows what the player you get back turns out to be? But Josh Richardson, who knows if he's going to be Victor Oladipo? But you see the point. So I I think that, uh, you know, it's not (sighs) going to happen. If they could put another draft pick, maybe.
1: I mean, I would be fine with it if they just went ahead and traded Kyle Lowry up for him. I'd be like, all right, I'll take that. I'd rather have Jimmy Butler. That's just my dream. Kyle's
4: on his last leg. I, I hate to say that. I, I love him as a player, but I don't think he has. He's already in his uh, going into his mid-30s. Like I just don't know how much more he has. My
1: gosh, shots fired all over the place with Claude. <laughs> First to Rosen, then Lowry. My goodness. Well, while you're on a hot streak, give us your number one. Wow.
4: Number one, I'm coming in with the Boston Celtics. Oh,
1: beautiful. Reasons.
4: Yes, the Mean Green Machine. They are uh, coming in, number one, because they have positionless players, a player at every single position who can handle the ball. They're playmakers. They distribute. They do every single thing that you need. So not only are they having a team that was seconds away from an NBA Finals, come back, but they're having 2 all-stars rejoin the team that were injured last year. So when you put that formula all together, I I don't think necessarily you have to have the best regular season uh, wins-wise to be the best team in the East. So you never know what can happen. I think that's been proven with LeBron over the past few years, but uh, by far the best team in the East this year, the Boston Celtics.
1: I like it. Justin, during this year's media day, Jalen Brown said he (coughs) was fasting during the playoffs. He did not explain why. Hmm. Do you think that Kyrie is going to go down another rabbit hole and proclaim that uh, humans don't have to eat food to survive?
2: I think so, man. I, there's a lot of supporting evidence around it, dude. Like during like the FIFA tournament, man, those Islamic countries, they, they, they fast because it's during Ramadan season, so, and they run up the field 90, for 90 minutes. 90 minutes plus. Plus,
1: I love it. Good information. Well, guys, listeners, oh, stick with us. Good information. What? More information. I got yeah. Jeff
3: Green's Jeff Green's contract info. Oh okay. yeah. He what do we got one year one year league minimum uh league veteran minimum 2.3 million. So, comparing his contract to LeBron, he's 1% value <laughs> for a high high upside. High upside for a similar player, so I think they Uh, got a better deal. deal. (laughs)
1: Pennies on the dollar. Better for uh, the Wizards. Great. I love it. Guys, listeners, stick around. We've got more Claude Lathan breaking down the West. You don't want to miss that. It's the West. It's where all the excitement is going. But first, we're going to hear a little uh, from our old guest, our former— I don't want to call them old. They're not old. Former guest, White Denim. They've got a show tonight in Atlanta, so if you're in the Atlanta area, I would suggest getting there. They also got a show in New Orleans at One-Eyed Jacks this Friday. This is White Denim with Fine a You work all night until your girlfriend's go. You say you just can't find time. Got And we are back here on the Doc G Show. You just heard White Denim playing tonight in Atlanta. And we have got none other than Claude, Fly, Till I Die, Lathan. He just gave us the East Coast picks, his eight through one seed. Uh, And for the podcast listeners that go back, we've got a uh, oyster (laughs) challenge for you. What's the oyster (laughs) challenge, Claude?
4: All right. So it came to my attention while I was – you know, listening to the, our awesome answers coming from, uh, you know, everyone else. And I, I happened to realize that when I was speaking about the 76ers, I used the word great a lot.
1: That's right. So,
4: if you go back and listen to that part, that segment of the 76ers, and you hear me say the word great, hmm. then take an oyster and go ham.
1: Oyster goes down the, the, down the gullet. You got to go raw <laughs> all day. Raw dog all day with those Roysters. What? That's what I'm talking about. Roy. <laughs> Roy, raw Oysters, not Roy's Oysters. <laughs> what
2: kind
4: of dog? <laughs> I knew a Roy back in the
1: day. Oh, man. Did he have good oysters? Hmm. Okay. Uh,
4: <laughs> I don't know.
1: Okay. Oh. We're moving on to the West Coast. The left coast is the time we want to know about this. Give us the eight seed Claude. Hmm. All
4: right. Okay, if you go back to uh, last season, before I give this answer, there's a story to it, of course.
1: Of course. Uh, if you
4: go back to last season, right up towards the playoffs, I was on one of the shows, and uh, you would ask me who I thought was going to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, Boogie Cousins was hurt for the Pelicans, mm-hmm. and I said I didn't think that they'd make it. I remember they that. were like the five seed. Yeah, I said I didn't think they'd make it unless Anthony Davis just started averaging about 40 and 15 a game. Mm-hmm. Well, what did Anthony Davis do but average 40 and 15 a game. Yeah. And I I you That's know, fact. I didn't think that he could do it for an entire second half of a season, but he did. And he proved me wrong. So I'm not going to bet against him this year. I've got the Pelicans in the eighth spot.
1: Very nice, Dave. Yes, sir. Speaking of the Pelicans, mm-hmm. Alfred mm-hmm. Payton is one of the New Orleans Pelicans yes. and he cut his signature hairdo. Thank God. Oh. Will he be better or worse without his Ocean Wave hairdo?
3: Well, you know, I was thinking he may be able to see better, but his whole weight distribution is going to be off, and I think it's going to affect his jump shot, mm. so I'm expecting a decrease in performance this season.
1: Maybe at least for the first part until he works it out. Right, yep. yep. I like it, I like it. All right, Claude, hit us with the
4: seventh. All right, number seven, I'm going with the Portland Trailblazers. Oh, reasons. Yeah. Just enough to get you in the playoffs, but not enough to take you anywhere. Aww. So, Aww. And CJ McCollum, just a great dynamic backcourt, but they don't have much else besides that, besides, you know, bad contracts. Mm-hmm. I, I just, the the Trailblazers, they, they had a chance uh, to get Carmelo a while back. I don't know if that would have been good for them or not. OKC okay, so ended up getting him. Uh, we saw how that worked out, but if, You know, it's just like the Carmelo saga. If he gets drafted by the Pistons instead of the Nuggets, what happens? Like, if he ends up going to Portland and plays a a better third spot, you know, it's kind of like having two ball handlers, which is what Hmm. he's doing in Houston this year. So I I just really feel like the Trailblazers missed an opportunity there, uh, and they haven't done much else since. So um, I've got them in the seventh spot, but they're not going to go anywhere else.
1: I like it. Justin. Yo, yo. This summer, the Portland Trailblazers acquired Seth curry
2: yeah did you
1: remember that steph curry had a brother and he still plays in the nba
2: yes yes man and you know why he played at duke that's it i forgot
1: the duke fan is over there seriously though how annoying is that for seth curry
2: like every play before you uh what was it he transferred from uh liberty right yeah
1: like but how how annoying though for seth curry like everybody loses their mind probably. They're like, What? Steph Curry's got wait, this guy's Seth Curry and he's like, Yeah, I play basketball too, you turds.
2: He has some games, man. He has some he has some moments. Oh, he
1: had some impressive games when he was on the Mavericks, man. There were some there were some standout yeah. games there. But Claude, what's what's the next pick? Sixth pick. All right,
4: number six. I'm coming in with the San Antonio Spurs. Oh. Yeah, I think that they just have – it's unfortunate to how they're going to start their season. They've got uh, DeJounte Murray. He's going to be out probably for the whole year because of a torn ACL. Uh, They lose uh, their their best draft pick in Lonnie Walker. He's out. Um, They're down to, like, their third-string point guard right now because Tony Parker left. And I just want to say this too, for anyone who's thought this, I've had people bring this up to me. Mm -hmm. Why shouldn't, you know, Tony Parker was offered the same contract in San Antonio. He was in Charlotte. He went to Charlotte. Well, he had a better chance and a better opportunity at that time to do that, and it was better for his career. So people are saying, why didn't he – if he should have stayed, been loyal, look what happened, now he could be the starting point guard. And, you know, I just wanted to make that clear that mm-hmm. it is not Tony Parker, Tony Parker's fault that the San Antonio Spurs won't do better than the seed. Oh, but uh, they have everything else, and they have Greg Popovich. So of I, I think that they'll have another, you know, 45-plus win season, and uh, they'll be the typical Spurs. Yeah.
1: Amen, amen. Dave. Yes, sir. This past month, Greg Popovich put his $4.5 million house on the market. Hmm. The the house has a 600-square-foot wine cellar constructed with reclaimed Jerusalem stone. This is a temperature-controlled shrine to wine. The listing calls it an avid wine enthusiast's dream cellar. Because of this fabulous wine cellar, are you now thinking of purchasing this home with all of the crazy earnings you've got from the Doc G Show? Yes or no?
3: Oh, definitely. I'm going to hit up those guys that stole those grapes, too, and make some of my own wine to put in there.
2: Oh, there it is. Good
1: thinking. I like it, Dave. Very nice. All right. Hit us with your fifth. Fifth seed,
2: hmm.
4: number five, the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, at, at five, yes, at number five. I, you know, I. I was on the last show we talked about, or I was on, we talked about the Lakers, and I said the same thing I'm going to say now. They are not a premier team in the league, at least not right now. They're not <laughs> showing signs <laughs> of it. <laughs> it would be another year or two of developing those younger guys. Still, even with LeBron there, he'll elevate their game just like he does anyone else on the team, but it's going to take those guys really maturing a, just a little bit more, another season or two. Uh, I definitely think that the Lakers have the the vets around them but at the same time you just i i think it's going to take those young guys developing more but five is great for them and then lebron's a great start they'll have a max uh slot ready for next offseason and who knows we'll fall on that if uh so maybe somebody will leave the warriors i and, like
1: uh, it oh i like it drama yeah justin yep. according to tmz sports lonzo ball was asked by the nba to conceal His BBB tattoo on his arm with a strip of tape. Hmm. Reportedly, the reason was because he couldn't have free advertising for the Big Baller brand. Two questions. Is there anyone watching an NBA game that doesn't know he's affiliated with the Big Baller brand? Hmm. And is there anyone out there that would see a tattoo of three B's and say, You know what? Yeah, I need some Big Baller brand shoes.
2: Yeah. Need that in my life. <laughs> Two questions. I don't know, man. The twos do look uh, tempting, and that that, that that tattoo does does uh, intrigue me. But yeah, man, they did that with JR. With this, this supreme. supreme. His supreme was a thing,
1: little thing, bit you know. better of a supreme. tattoo, though, I'm going to have to oh, say. Oh, absolutely. That was a very... I
4: always felt like Charles Barkley should have had a Supreme tattoo. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey,
1: you also got to give it for JR after like 400 Pra- practice tattoos. He's probably going to be pretty good by that one. You know, he's going to be like, "All right, I've found my stride here with tattoos. We're ready to go." All right, Claude, what do we got for fourth? Hmm.
4: Uh, number four, the Oklahoma City Thunder. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think reasons. That, uh, in in this case, you're looking at addition by subtraction. The uh, Carmelo uh, that that experiment didn't work out, as we all know. And nope. I mean, the guy, it, the system was set for success, but as far as his fit in it, it just didn't work out. I think that the way that Paul George plays, he led the league for most of the season in steals last year. They're just, they have long athletic wings. Besides him, Jeremy Grant, all these guys, I mean, with Russell Westbrook leading the charge and it's, it's just going to be a very fast paced uh, environment going on in OKC. And that was a reason that uh, Carmelo didn't fit in. So I think they get a four seed, have a better shot at being a contender. Um, But it'll be a better year for them this year than last year.
1: I like it. I like it. Dave. Yes. This past weekend, Stephen Adams released an autobiography titled My Life, My Fight, Rising Up from New Zealand to OKC Thunder. He later Mm -hmm. held a book signing at a Barnes & Noble. Hmm. If I showed up with a stack of autobiographies at a Jacksonville Barnes & Noble wearing a Stephen (laughs) Adams jersey... <laughs> Do you think people would want me to sign a copy of their Stephen Adams, thinking uh, I was Stephen uh, Adams?
3: Definitely. We need to put the picture comparing you guys on the Instagram. That's a fact. But those people, those people would have no idea. They would take pictures with you, and they, you know, they'd be thinking, you know, I thought he'd be taller, but I mean, you're going to be taller than most people, so. People no, no,
1: I'll set down the whole time. Oh. I'll just set
3: down oh. the whole. Oh, so you're already there, and no one can see you. Oh, that's even better. That'll be perfect. Exactly. That'll be
1: perfect. I like it. Okay, we're going to do that this weekend. It'll be solid. Okay, Claude, yeah. what do we have for our next seed, the third seed?
4: Mm. All right, the third seed. I'm going out west with the Utah Jazz. What? West, but wow. Up west, Surprise. With, <laughs> yeah, I, I think the Jazz have a great season. Um, Donovan Mitchell coming into his sophomore year. The guy already looks like a seasoned veteran. I. I feel like uh, if Ricky Rubio, he had some assist numbers that were down this past year, but his scoring numbers were surprisingly up. Uh, if that's If you right. can have him maybe average a few more assists like he did in Minnesota, um, and that's you know also coming down to Donovan Mitchell taking the ball out of his hands, having that as much as he does. So, uh, but if they can get those two working in just perfect unison, I definitely see the Jazz and my man Joe. Engels really
1: well pulling in the three seed. Nice, nice. Uh, Justin. Yo. The Utah Jazz finished their preseason <laughs> as undefeated. Say what? Are the national media coverage missing the fact that the Utah Jazz are unstoppable and will also finish the regular season as the first ever undefeated team?
0: Hmm.
2: Two words, man: Grayson Allen.
0: Yes great
1: point. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big a big effect that fella has. All right, hit me with the number 2, Claude. Hmm.
4: Number 2, we're going to the Houston Rockets.
1: Oh. Lots okay, reasons.
4: We'll the mm. They uh look, Houston, they're definitely I, I'm not going to say they're worse than last year. That's hard to say, but they were pretty pretty good last year, Yeah. So, um, I, I think that Melo isn't going to really help or hurt them. What really hurts them is the la- is the fact they lost Trevor Ariza. Yeah. Um, that that bench um, or wing depth is really, it's just, it's so crucial in today's NBA. We were just, just right. talking about the Thunder and how they have the length that they do. I mean, you have to have that. And, uh, you know, Melo's just not going to be playing top-notch defense. So if you're looking at it from a defensive standpoint, you're taking a step back. Hopefully the offense uh, replaces that, but that's really crossing your fingers. But with Chris Paul and, and James Harden, I mean, that's pretty two, uh, a pretty tough um, two-man team to beat there. Very right. much so. Dave. Yeah.
1: The Houston Rockets played the Shanghai Sharks in an mm-hmm. exhibition game. Jimmer Fredette yeah. scored 41 points. It's obvious. I that the Rockets can't stop the Jimmers. Nope. Should the Warriors obtain Jimmers so they can be sure to beat the Rockets in the playoffs?
3: You know, short and sweet, if you can't beat them, join them.
4: That's right.
1: Jimmers is coming. I like it. All right, hit us, Claude, before Jimmers gets here with the number one seed.
4: Say what? Does anyone want to guess? I think I've got a guess. Now, just, just mind you, I've left out teams like the Timberwolves and the Nuggets. I know. I was going to say the Minnesota. Nope. Now I, was, <laughs>
1: I was really looking at that that area. But I'm going to say Warriors? Hmm.
4: The Golden State Warriors. Nah, I knew it. I knew it.
1: All right, well, you That's don't something. really need to give us reasons, but give us a couple reasons.
4: Wait, what? Uh, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, uh, Zaza no I'm just kidding no They're there. <laughs> so Marcus Cousins uh, man Andrew Bynum could stay retired and go sit on the bench and they could play full on five and beat most teams it's just unreal what they've done in that uh, with that franchise and, that's right you know, as much as people want to say has it ruined basketball has it done this has it done that at the end of the day we're still watching it we Yeah. I know exactly what's going on people are covering these guys li- you know, tw- uh, tweets know, the moment that they come out. It's just like, I feel like this is what the 80s was like with uh, with the Showtime Lakers. I mean, everyone wants a piece of it. Very and true. It's, uh, it's, it's something unreal to see. So, you know, who knows if this will be their last year together. But I think that they've set a precedent that uh, no matter what, this is one of the greatest all-time runs a franchise has ever had. And uh, there's just no doubt they're not only number one in the West, but number one in the whole NBA.
1: All right. All right, Dave. Real quick question here. Did you realize that along with the Indiana Pacers and the Utah Jazz, the Warriors are the only team to not represent a city but a state? Say what? Yeah. Oh, because it's Golden State. It's Golden State, Indiana, and Utah, and the Warriors are the only ones that use a state nickname.
4: Say what? Bringing out the facts. Yeah.
1: Do you think that's Great their fact. secret to winning championships? If the Utah Jazz change their name to the Beehive State Wait, what? Jazz, will they win <laughs> yeah. three championships?
4: That, I think there's some. I think you got a correlation there.
1: That's really their state nickname. Did you guys know that? Wow. The Utah's yeah. nickname is the Beehive <laughs> State. Bro,
4: come on. What that? Yeah. I thought that was like what Beyonce's followers where they lived or something.
1: Yes. That's true. Beehive State. It's Utah and it's filled with Colby and his crew. The Beehive
2: State. Just, just Colby and his crew.
1: <laughs> My goodness. Well, Claude, man, I, I I wanna thank you for being on the show. You've calling a three peat. For the Warriors, it's going to come down to the Warriors. And are you saying Boston? Is that who's going going the distance? That's, ex-
4: that's exactly who's going.
1: All right. It is going to be the Warriors. It's going to be Boston. Can you give us a game Woo! number? How many?
4: Uh, I think that uh, the Warriors end up winning it in six. If everyone stays fully healthy, that's what I think.
1: I love it. Good predictions, man. Good predictions. It's great to have you back on the show, man. That's right.
4: Always a pleasure. And, uh, fellas, it's been great talking with y'all and uh, exchanging some laughs and good basketball facts.
1: Oh, man. I
4: love it. Yeah, thanks, Claude.
1: Once we get back, we, we once we get a couple games under our belt, we're going to have you back on the show, man.
4: That's a fact. Oh, definitely, definitely. I, I'm going to – you know, I've always got my bunker ready to go. And, I love it. Uh, the moment you're ready for me to tell you a little bit about what I've got going on, then I love I'm it. happy to do it. I Look, the NBA never stops. It's a, it's an ongoing roller coaster. It just keeps going round and around.
1: So true, so true. All right, guys. Keep it locked right here on the Doc G Show. We will be right back. Hey, this is Rock Montano.
2: Mucho yo. And it's Rockin' Yellow on the Doc G Show. And the trap I do wide open, you know?
1: And we are back here on the Doc G Show. Yeah. My goodness, the Claude, the fly till I die, Lathan. What? Such a big
3: book of knowledge in his head. Goodness gracious, NBA genius. I want to open him up
2: and read him.
1: Ooh. Oh.
3: Word.
2: Mm.
1: By the firelight, maybe, wow. maybe on a cool night. Yeah. Mm. Whatever. Ooh. Yeah, I'll take I like him. it.
2: I'll take him whatever. I don't care. Mm.
1: Maybe bring some of that sweet sugar butter that you had earlier. Am I right?
2: That mm. and some more. <laughs> <You know>? oh. <laughs> some,
1: oh, spread some it. Some
2: oil. Sp- Something spread slippery. Spread it on. Something oh, come slippery. Fry him. Uh,
1: okay, we've lost it. We've derailed.
2: Okay. All right, and let's go. Oil. <laughs> Black slick oil <laughs> BP.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> BP? That's not even what it stand for. Oil spill. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. We've, we've got spill. a birth... Gentlemen, we've got a birthday suit to do. Fine. Okay. Here we go. Bring Last it. birthday suit. Okay. Here we go. October 17th, 1959. Our birthday suit wearer was born in Quebec City, Canada. Quebec. His, what? His father was served in the Canadian Army during World War II. At a young age, our, our birthday suit wearer became interested in comedy, but he didn't start doing comedy until later in life. Our birthday suit wearer's first performances in comedy were in stand-up clubs in Ottawa, hmm. Ottawa, Canada. Hmm. He appeared in the 1987, uh, 1987 Just for Last Comedy Festival in Montreal, but he got his big break... When he joined the cast of Saturday Night Live in 1993, he was the Weekend Update news anchor. Who is it? Who is
2: Norm Macdonald?
1: Norm MacAttack Donald is the case. Very big fan. Uh, He's one of my favorite, probably top five comedians. Have you ever heard of Norm Macdonald?
3: I've I wouldn't have gotten that one, Doc, so I'm glad Justin is a... F-O-L
1: Make genius. sure you go in, you check it out. Humor. Got a Netflix, a humor, humor, the humors, you won't even is believe.
3: It, so... So if I'm making a list is it potatoes
1: then norm or <laughs> potato doc potato documentary then norm Norm's potatoes, above the potato norm. documentary That's a fact. Yeah, just fry some potatoes. Get some papas fritas. It'll Holy be delicious. Shit.
3: Papas fritas.
1: Mm-hmm. I went in I went in the old uh the old second language. That's right. Warmth. The old second language for me. Learned it five years, and I'm not good at that language at all. Just want to let you know, not good at it at all. Papas Fritis is all I have. Anyways, happy birthday to Norm McDonald. He's getting on up there in the age. Getting on up there. A little bit. A little bit. He's getting a little old. But happy birthday to him. Still funny. Still funny, man. One of the funniest comedians I know. Right up there with the Dave Chappelle. Um, Anywho... We are done for today, and we have successfully wasted at least an hour. Maybe a little bit more. I think we did a good job. That's right. I think we did a good job. Uh but we're getting good at this thing. I know. I think we, we have. I have been your host, Doc G. With me as always, none other than Justin, Virgin Bat, Evangelista.
2: So long. Farewell to all you listeners. Oh,
1: that was cordial. I enjoyed it. It was very <laughs> nice. <laughs> Also, in the other co pilot seat, none other than Dave Burles Berlin.
3: Peace out, guys. I'm about to go eat a sweet potato. Mm. Probably have some cinnamon sugar and butter with it, too. Oh, yeah. You know, the good stuff. I'll butter Dave's... it for you.
1: Oh, my gosh. We're so Ooh. helpful on this show. Okay. <laughs> you know. Thank you. T- <laughs> <in> t- <laughs> <We're> so- until <laughs> next week, <laughs> zip it up and zip it out.
2: Zippity-doo, dah.